Hi there, Scott Hamilton, Rockfile, back with another podcast review for your ears. Going to be talking about the new Netflix film, Black Crab. Although there won't be any spoilers, really, in this, I'm going to get kind of descriptive. So I will do a short version that basically, if you like dark action thrillers that may not always have uh, a joke every couple of minutes and that kind of thing, it's really good. I sat down to watch this and was quite surprised and very entertained, but I like things of a darker nature. It's a very well-made film. It's very good. It's just, it's not your typical action flick. It's kind of serious in tone and, and dark. And anyway, it has a fairly hopeful ending, but not everything works out the way you would hope, I would kind of say. But anyway, that's the short version. It's more than worth uh, your whatever you're paying for Netflix a month to watch this film. It's about two hours long. So getting into it, I'm a big fan of Numi Rapace. I um, saw the trailer about a month ago, and it didn't really... I kind of looked at it sideways. Um, and then the other day, it popped up that it was coming to Netflix that week and called it a sci-fi dystopian action thriller. And I'm like, oh, well, okay, now I'm a little more interested. I didn't think there was any sci-fi in it, at least the clips I saw. So it is a Swedish movie. You can watch it subtitled or dubbed. I watched it in the original Swedish with subtitles. Um, no problems there. Excellent transfer and audio. We'll get into that uh, a little bit later on in this podcast review. Uh, really did look amazing, sounded great. So I don't mind subtitled foreign films. And a couple of years ago, this would be the kind of movie that I would have had to spend 20 bucks or more to buy the Blu-ray at Best Buy because nobody would be streaming this thing or it'd be a high price or whatever. Fast forward to post-pandemic Netflix and such. This is actually a Netflix Sweden production. <laughs> Netflix is a big enough studio. Now they're making movies all over the world, and they've got Academy Award-winning actors in them. It's a first-time director, Adam Berg. Uh, he directed commercials and things like that. The movie looks fantastic. has an interesting sense of pace. I've talked more than once that I'm kind of sick of slow burn, even though we continue to get them. This one's not really slow burn. It, it starts with a wow kind of scene and maintains wow scenes throughout it. Uh, there's some set pieces that are quite well, Hollywood in nature. They're incredibly well-filmed, well-choreographed. Um, and Numi Rapace owns the movie. So here's the part of the descriptive, if you want to fast-forward this or, or tune out now and come back. I read a couple reviews this morning. I watched the movie last night. I read a couple reviews this morning that they pretty much praised everything I did, the direction, the, the cinematography, the action, the, the acting, all that kind of stuff. But they both had the same problem with the movie, and, and I guess, honestly, it was a little problem for me in the first few minutes, but I got over it. They don't really tell you anything about the conflict, about the war. It, it, all the little tidbits you get come in background radio bursts uh, of news claiming both sides. They allude to the fact it may be some kind of civil war. Um, you don't really know. And at first, you're like, well, okay. I mean, they don't even tell you where it is. Then they start talking about places later, so you assume it's Sweden. But And, of course, they're speaking Swedish. But Numi Rapace, uh, you know, I liked her in the um, Stig Larsson adaptations and didn't think the ones over here were quite as good or the one. They didn't make more. Well, yeah, they did make 
well, no, anyway, um, it made a second one with a different girl. But anyway, <laughs> I thought she was the best performance of that character from those novels. Um, and I've always been a fan of her work. She's great in this. I think leaving out the background. Now, I read that this is based on a science fiction novel that I haven't read. So I don't know if the background is in the novel. But leaving it out makes the story all about her and all about what she's willing to go through for whatever reasons. I found it refreshing. The movie would have had to have been about a half hour longer if they got into all the background and everything that was going on. And, and I can only imagine the special effects shots and the more actors they would have needed and all that kind of stuff. There's some mysteries going on that are resolved um, to a certain extent. You are given a little bit of information as you go. Some of it may be hearsay. Some of it may not. You hear certain places have been bombed. You hear that maybe the government might not be together anymore, that kind of thing. But none of this is, you know, it's basically all through her point of view. She's in almost every frame of the film. Rightly so. It's not one of these movies that cuts away and go, here's what's happening on the other side of the country. No, it's it, it basically focusing on her journey through this experience, this basically suicide mission. It reminded me of those old movies like uh, The Guns of Navarone and things like that, where they send a team behind enemy lines to do something that nobody else can do. Um, and that they do pick this team in the beginning of the movie because they can all skate. They have to skate across 100 miles of ice to go behind enemy lines. After the first two miles, they're behind enemy lines and this is not nice ice this is sea ice and they don't know how thick it is in certain places they know they can't take vehicles over it they know maybe one person can get through and they set a team so it's that kind of old school world war ii movie but it's very much a modern movie it moves with a decent pace this is not a a slow build to one big action scene it, it starts with a bang um how you're kind of introduced to this world and what happened and got this story, her journey started. And then they give you a couple of flashbacks throughout the movie, a handful of them pop up and they're short um, to kind of give you what life was like right before the events that started all this. And you kind of get the vibe that the story takes place over about five years. Maybe um, that's a guess, but that's kind of what they allude to uh, with a song on the radio, to be honest. So for me, this was a huge surprise. I have, as I mentioned before, bought a lot of those Blu-rays because you read a good few good reviews, and as a movie buff like me, I'm always looking for something new that's different that, that didn't show in my local cinema, and I've been following foreign films for 30 years or more. And not to know the director and not have heard much about the movie, I think it got released over there in February, and then it's already on Netflix here in March, it's top quality. I mean, Netflix, before I started watching the movie, made me confirm that I was going to continue with my subscription. Uh, they will start charging me more on April the 12th. And if I want to keep the ability to get 4K, Dolby Vision, Dolby Atmos, and be able to watch on four screens at once, it's going to be $19.99. I think it used to be $17.99. Okay, well, two bucks. And so as I'm about to watch the movie, that thought's going through my mind. Well, do I really need to pay more for Netflix? How much do I watch it? And then I watched this movie and went, sold. I would have paid 20 bucks or more to buy this Blu-ray because I wouldn't have been able to see it anywhere a couple years ago. And I would have been very happy with the purchase because I very much enjoyed the film. I would actually like them to do more in this universe. They could do a sequel if this made money. Um, to give the backstory. Why don't they do a story about what really is going on and, and how what happens in this movie affects what happens later with this whole 
idea that it's dystopian society. It feels like a fairly big budget movie, even though you know they're going through bombed out places. You have to remember this is Sweden. They filmed it in Sweden. Um, I don't know how many bombed out buildings they have. The special effects are great. Um, She's incredibly riveting in the role. She's, again, playing a different kind of character than she has before. Um, She's tough but vulnerable. Um, She kind of steps up to become a leader. It's it's tense. It's just pretty dark. Um, You know, a lot of good guys don't make it. And um, although the ending overall is yay, (laughs) it's kind of a yay. Because of what has to happen. And so anyway, I don't want to get into spoiler territory. This was a big surprise. Black Crab. If you're into action movies, they're about two hours long, well filmed, well acted. Um, they may not, you know, they're not Ryan. There's no Ryan Reynolds in this. It's a serious movie from beginning to end. It was really well made. Like I said, the biggest complaint people have is you don't find out about the conflict, the overall what's going on. You only get hints of it. I think that only helps to focus in on the real story here and, and how you know, her journey, these things are all a surprise to her as they are to the audience. The things she comes across, the things that happen after, the things that happen, you know, um, the resolution, all of it is not what she expected to happen or planned to happen throughout this journey. And But the choices made led to the, you know, the conclusion that you get. I thought it was great. And it's one that I would actually pick up if they release a 4K of it. It looks spectacular on the stream. The Dolby Vision highlights for explosions. There's a lot of night, a lot of nighttime shots on the ice. Um, it's not all foggy and moonlit. You know, there's some there's some dark scenes highlighted by gunfire and tracer fire, and um, really spectacular looking. I, I felt like I was watching a disc, so I can only imagine how great it would look like uh, look on a on a this version. And the sound was really good. There was a lot of Atmos effects, uh, especially with music. There's not a whole lot of music, but when it comes in, it's, you know, highly emotional scenes or action scenes. And there was a lot of overhead in that. Um, There were some effects that went over my head. I wish I had one of those cool viewers so you could see exactly what the mix was. I'll have to, um, there's a YouTube guy and I'll have to put a link here. Um, He's Great. He basically doesn't talk about how good the movie is. He talks about how good the disc is or the stream is. And he's got this viewer that shows you where if you have Atmos or um, DTS-X, you can see the objects bouncing around the room, uh, especially in the upper speakers, where they come from and where the objects are supposed to be. It's an actually very cool thing to see on YouTube that he uses while he shows scenes from the movie. Um, but I can tell you from my modest Atmos uh, setup, it's this is definitely worth it. So... Netflix raising their prices to 20 bucks a month. I would have paid 20 bucks for this one movie. Okay. Netflix, you, you bought at least another month from me um, because, yeah, the, the content is worth it. Every streaming service I have, I'm kind of going through them. Sure, most people can afford a lot of these streaming services. They're $5.99 a month, $7.99 a month, $20 a month, whatever. Um, but it's like I was going to get rid of uh, HBO Max, and I said, well, let's see what else they have. And I found some things, and I'm, I'm still watching HBO Max, so I, I continued another month. Um, with Netflix, I always seem to find stuff. They, they've released some big movies every month. I'm a big Ryan Reynolds fan, so that's good. Um, and this one totally justifies the existence in my streaming library <laughs> to continue Netflix if I get surprises like this. Some of the other services, I, if I was a bigger – I'm a huge Star Trek fan. But it's just kind of overwhelming how much there is these days, and I'm kind of good. 
I own the original series. I own some Next Generation. I own the J.J. Abrams movies, that kind of stuff. And I've watched Discovery and really liked it. But it doesn't justify whatever you pay for Paramount+. Plus. I hope they get bundled in with somebody else. So anyway, Black Crab, definitely worth the, the whatever you're paying a month. It's a, it's a really good movie if you're into this kind of thing. Slightly sci-fi. Some of the weapons, some of the tech is a little bleeding edge, but a lot of it appeared to be stuff we'd have today. It's, you know, it's the dystopian future kind of thing. And the fact that this is happening in Sweden, I think, is more science fiction than anything else. But uh, check it out. If you have a Netflix subscription, there's absolutely no reason not to watch. And it does have an English sub, if uh, a dub, if you don't want to watch English subtitles. There you go. Black Crab, it's on Netflix now. Check it out. Scott Hamilton, Rockfile. My links are below. Thanks for taking the time out of your day to listen to me babble and have a spectacular one. I'll catch you on the next one. Mm-hmm.